This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. That's right, and we're feeling good because it's fight night. UFC 270 in Anaheim and Ganu versus Gan. Francis and Ganu right now plus 120. You got to pay minus 142 if you want to take Surreal Gan. Brendan Tobin's in Miami. Jake's in Philly. Sean Levine in Kansas City. Appreciate you listening to us on the BetQL Network or if you're watching us on twitch.com backslash BetQL. Right now, let's give the method to the madness, not just who's going to win, but how they're going to win. I think that, actually, before we get to that, let's talk about a fight that you just let me know is official, right? Is it official to share in Prohaska? It has been announced. That's 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 the one that had to happen, right? Like, Glover Teixeira, how old is that guy? 89 years old. Can't believe that he's got the belt, even as I say it out loud. And you're a Prohaska. I mean, you want to talk about a guy that had an unbelievable year and maybe the knockout of the year. I love watching that guy fight. I don't know who I want to win that fight now that I say it. Yeah, it's funny, like, uh, Michel Piera, who's fighting tonight, like, I think he thinks that he's like Yuri Prohaska, like, Prohaska's taken to the next level. Right. Uh, with the with the weirdness, the look-offs, all the awkward style that he has, but he's also just absolutely dynamic. And, yeah, this is, like, your classic. You have uh, a longtime veteran, finally got to the mountaintop, and, you know, this this hot name now coming to go and take all of his stuff from him. Uh, it's an interesting matchup. It's an interesting matchup because, like, you know, Glover's seen it all. He's done it all against everybody, but even this guy, I think, brings something a little bit different to the octagon. So, you know, what, uh, you know, how will the, the veteran deal with something like that? It's a fascinating, fun fight. It's kind of fun to see, like you said, the veteran guy who's been there forever take on the hot new upcomer and Yuri Prohaska. Tonight, you want to talk about up and comers. I mean, this guy, Michel Piera, it feels like not only is he an exciting fighter, but if he keeps winning, and right now he's won one, two, three fights in a row. Look, he's fun when he's in there, but I feel like he needs to be fun by ending the fight. I was kind of looking at it. So he's got a couple of decisions. He's got a knockout. He's got a submission. I think that he's going to win tonight by submission. Now, you don't get huge money on it. It's only going to pay you two to one. But this is as much of a Pereira fight, a Pierre thing, as it is. He's coming in against a guy who's good and talented, and you know this guy well. I just think that when it comes to being more prepared, a guy that's been you know, prepared for styles, I think that it's Michelle Pierre tonight. So I'm going to take him by submission in the second round. Yeah, it's I, I like uh, Andre, and I always root for guys who train down here. But it's tougher for Yala to know that he's coming in on just ten days' notice, and you're taking on a guy who's got you know forty pro fights nearly to his name. I mean, that's a that's a tough ask for a young guy for his UFC debut. I mean, it's huge credit for him for saying yes. I mean, he's a guy who's been in the PFL. He's been in Bellator. Like, he's finally getting to the big show. And so, you know, he's walking around this week. He's got his dog at fight week. You know, how do you not root for a guy who's bringing his dog to fight week? I mean, it's adorable. But 
you know, I, for me, even though he's got he's got a couple of wins over former UFC, UFC guys like James Vick, for example. Maybe you'll remember him from uh, his fight with uh, Vance. By the way, I looked at his record hard times for James Vick lately. He hasn't won a fight in years since uh, Justin Gaethje really did a number on him, dude. He was like he was like a thing. He was a thing, James Vick. But anyway, um, for me, I'm going to go with Pieta to win by decision. I think that he gets it done. Um, but I do think it is challenging. He's got to switch in styles. He's taking on a guy who he wasn't preparing for. That's always tough as well. Ever since he called Gaethje the Homer Simpson of the UFC. And frankly, he's not wrong. I mean, really, like if somebody was going to play the lifetime story of Homer Simpson, I think that, you know, Gaethje definitely would have to get the casting call. Uh, let's talk about the Stamen or Magomedov fight. I was talking about how I think that Stamen needs to win. He might be on the chopping block. You know, he's lost, what is it now, four out of his last five fights, or three out of his last four, four out of his last six. He's taken on good competition, though. In the case of Nurmagomedov, this guy can beat you all kinds of different ways. We're used to, oh, Nurmagomedov, I know that. Khabib, that means he's got to take you to the ground, hold you down there, put you up against the fence. This guy can do a bunch of different things. He's got a couple of knockouts. All that being said, BT. I'm taking the name Nurmagomedov, and I'm taking him by submission the same way Khabib would do. I can get plus 750. That's just too tasty, and I think it's going to happen early. Like, I just think that Stamen right now, he's fighting with a lot of pressure, almost the same pressure. Eh, I was going to say that Nganu has, but Nganu controls his fate a little bit more. This could be it for Stamen if he loses. That's a lot of pressure, man. So I got Nurmagomedov in the first or second by sub. Yeah, it's also one of those things for him too. Like he doesn't finish guys when he wins statements. So he's gotta be he's gotta be better for the expansion of the fight, you would think, for him to get a finish. I mean, right now, Cody Stamen by knockout is plus eight fifty. You know, it's a big ask. I mean, people don't think that if he's gonna do this, he's gonna get it done. But that being said, I still think that it's uh it's one of those things where I feel like, you know, Stamen, he's got the upset going on tonight. So I'm gonna take him by decision to get this one. Uh, I think it's gonna go to the cards, but I say uh he is uh, that that's usually the method he wins by coming up in about 10 minutes. We're going to catch up with Joe Osborne of odd shark. He uh, covers the UFC, all the numbers for odd shark. He's going to join us here on the BetQL network coming up 10 minutes from now on tapped out. Let's move up the car. The co-main event. You got Moreno and Figueredo going at it for the one, two, third time. I think this is the one that I feel the best about. And at the end of the show, we'll give you our best bets and we'll try to get parlayed. I think that Moreno I, something about the press conference yesterday, and it wasn't just the confidence I saw in Moreno. Maybe he's too laid back. That guy's super laid back. Like, if, if if you didn't know what he did for a job, and you were in line behind him at the airport, and he told you that he was a fighter, and he was a good one, and he was in the UFC and a champion, you'd be like, no, you're not, dude. That high voice, and he'd have some Legos with him. But he is, and he's an absolute savage when he gets in there. Not to say that Figueredo isn't. The money right now, you got to pay minus 174 if you want the champion Moreno, plus 146 if you want the former belt holder, uh, holder Davidson Figueredo. I think, and this is not going to be original, Brendan, it's going to go exactly like the last one did. I think Moreno's going to, I guess the last time it went three, this time I think it goes two, and I think Moreno ends up winning. I think that he's just going to, it's not even going to be physical exhaustion in the case of Davidson Figueredo. It's almost going to be mental exhaustion, realizing that, he might not be able to beat this guy. I don't think he beat him the first time. I know he didn't beat him the second time. And this would be the third time around. That's a tough thing to deal with when you hold the belt for as long as that guy did. So I think that he's going to get broken. I'm talking about mental. And I think that Brandon Moreno is the guy to do it. I think he wins by sub. You can get that at three to one. I think it happens in the second round at plus 900. Brandon Moreno, once again, subs Davidson Figueredo. I think uh, I, I like the fact that Davidson's coming into this with a little bit uh, a, a better a better camp behind him. I don't think that he's going to win. I think that 
you know, part of his intimidation factor has uh, waned. I don't think that you put Brendan Moreno against him. He's like, take this guy's best shot. He's not scary to me. And I think, honestly, when I've watched these guys go in there, I feel like Brandon Moreno is like the more complete striker. Like, I feel like the combinations that he throws are very impressive. They both will throw head kicks in there. I mean, that's definitely one thing that was in the first fight. Uh, they were not scared to throw head kicks, and it definitely it looked like it hurt Moreno late. Um, I think that this one is going to go the distance. I think these guys know each other so well. Uh, I think that the breaking thing was tough the last time around. I feel like we'll have a more resilient Davidson Figueredo, but I think that Brandon Moreno is the better fighter. And I think it has the better uh, stylistic matchup here. So I think that Moreno uh, keeps his belt, but wins by decision. I don't know if this is going to come out of both sides of my mouth. I don't think that Brandon Moreno is the better fighter. Like, I think if you line these guys up against different flyweights, I think that the skill set of Davidson Figueredo would beat more guys. I just think that sometimes styles make fights. And this is one of those where Brandon Moreno just has the number of Davidson Figueredo. We've seen it. No, I don't know, man. I mean, like, what's he like, right? You saw, you've seen it, like his takedown ability. He's gotten out of submissions. He feels like he's, you know, hit. I, I would say, yeah, maybe we'll give the edge to power on Davidson Figueiredo, but he hasn't had enough power to put away Moreno. And I think the striking style, like definitely has an awkward look to him because he kind of does that peekaboo thing when he's, you know, trying to, to guard himself. But man, I mean, those, those combinations that he throws are vicious. Davidson's always going for those like crazy uppercuts and things like that. And those are always vicious. He goes to the body, but. Moreno's a really good striker, too. I mean, that first fight was really, really good between both of them. If we're talking uppercuts, let's move on to the heavyweight championship of the world, UFC 270, and Ganu taking on Gan. Is the best uppercut you've ever seen connect when Ganu landed on Overeem? Yeah, I don't think it's even like I don't even think it's close. I don't know what has a uh, uh, maybe like Gervonta Davis against Leo Santa Cruz in boxing. Like, oh, I don't that know was nasty too. He knocked his head right off his neck. But think about, like, he's a 130-pound fighter. Like, this is a heavyweight throwing everything into one of the best strikers ever in Alistair Overeem. Yeah, absolutely crazy. Absolutely crazy. This is the one that we've been waiting on. I want your official prediction, who's going to win, how they're going to win, and when it's going to happen. Because the Nganu gan fight, there's three of us that are doing this show that chime in, right? Me, you, and Jake. And we all have very differing opinions as the fight's gotten closer, right? You're leaning toward Nganu. I'm leaning toward Gan. It sounds like Jake's just waiting to the end of the show to officially make his bet, which is not a bad idea at all, you know? I wish I would have done that for the Nunes fight. I wish I would have waited to see her walk out and then clicked it and said, okay, I like the look in this guy or this gal's eyes, and I think that I might do the same thing. I'm leaning toward gone. We still got a few hours from these big boys going at it. I'm leaning gone, and check this one out, Brendan. Turn your radio up. I'm leaning gone by submission. Now, I don't know if you've ever seen. I, don't roll your eyes at me, dude. I don't know if you've ever seen somebody try to choke out a tree. I'm talking like a big-ass oak tree. But I think you're going to see it tonight. I think these guys are going to go at it for a couple of rounds. In the third, I think you're going to see both guys gassing out a little bit. Because as Jake pointed out, Gan, for being a big guy, is a very technical fighter. In the case of Nganu, he's, I guess, more of what you would call a brawler. One of those one-strike kind of knock you out. Not that, not that Gan doesn't have the one-hitter-quitter power. But I think when they both get a little bit tired, if it happens to go to the ground, we've seen Cyril. Remember his first two wins, right? Triangle choke. And heel hook. Now, I don't think he's going to yep. win by heel hook tonight. I'd be shocked. But I'm and I like the money on it, right? It's a gambling show. So we don't just talk about who's going to win, how they're going to win, and what's the money on it. Man, if Gon wins by submission, and what I'm saying is right, you can get seven to one on your money. If it happens in the third round, and I'm right on that, just in the third, no matter how Gon wins, 
you can get 11 to 1. If I'm completely right about what I'm saying right now, Brendan Tobin, and Cyril gone subs Francis and Ganu in the third round, you bet 10 bucks, you're getting back 200. So I just, I, it sounds juicy to me. And now that we're a few hours away from the bet, I'm really leaning heavy towards gone. No pun intended. Uh, yeah, I, this is the one that we really disagree on. I think that, uh, look, I think Ghana is tremendous. He's, he's shown a lot of, uh, great skills early on, but we, I, 10 fights is not a lot of fights. I mean, we don't really still know what this guy can do. Um, so part of this is, I feel like I have more of a resume with Francis and I'm very impressed with Francis. Like a lot of guys, you know, bringing up a guy like James Vick, how it goes and it, it just goes the other way. You take one bad loss. This guy took a very, very embarrassing loss to Steve Miocic, had a very, very embarrassing performance against Derek Lewis where he wouldn't throw punches and completely turned it all around. Back to back, everybody. Like those those yeah. happened back to back. He could have yep. easily folded right then, but he went the opposite way. And he went the opposite way. I just think that that deserves so much uh, credit from people. Yeah, this stuff outside the octagon has got to be completely a pain, but I do think that ultimately he is a pro. And he has the most devastating weapons in all of the sport. And while Gon is great and well-rounded and brings a lot of tools that could have him go win a decision, it's like when you fight a guy like Deontay Wilder. You got to be perfect. You know, Luis Ortiz, perfect. He he maybe was winning every single round, but it only takes one. And for Francis Ngannou, it also seems like it comes very quick because he's aggressive. Like, he is going to, I think, impose that will. I don't think he's going to hold back like Derek Lewis did. And let's hear Gon get cute with his little hopping up and down sidestep. Oh, let me do my pip, 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 my little my little jabs or nothing like that. No, I think Francis Ngannou is going to go. He's going to bring a Mack truck, and he is going to put it at will on him very, very early. I give Gon credit. I think he'll show some will resolve. He'll get back to the stool after taking some bad damage, and then round two early. Night-night. <whistles> Francis wow. puts him away, retains the belt. Wow, and Ghan, who's Sleepy the champion, poos. remains the champion, undisputed, knocks out Ghan in the second, according to Brendan. So who do you think's more likely to be right between Jake and I? So Jake said he wouldn't be surprised if Ngannou pieces him apart, it goes five, and Bruce reads his name at the end by decision. I just told you kind of out the box that I think is going to end up winning by submission of those two things, which is more likely to happen. I would say yours, to be honest with you, because I can see him getting exhausted, Wilton, like him jumping on his back and putting him to sleep like that. I just don't think this is going to be a five-round fight. I don't even think – I don't think Cyril Gahn's going to win a decision. Like, I do think this is going to be one of those nights where it's going to – you know, thankfully, on a double title fight night, because I, I, I think one is going the distance. Uh, you talked about the late night. Two fights going the distance? Oh, my God. It's going to be like two in the morning here. So uh, maybe that's part of me hoping that I get a, a better night's sleep. But, yeah, I think that – I think if I could see one scenario more, it would be Francis is 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 going to win quickly. I don't think that he's going to win over five rounds. I thought that Jake had a good argument, I'm not dismissing it, but I, I do. I think you're. I don't think you're crazy in saying what you're saying. I think that seeing a big man get Wilson, a guy who knows him, a guy who's got a lot in his arsenal, maybe he doesn't want to risk it and hit. He gets him on the ground and puts him away like that. I, I could see that more so probably than Francis outpointing him. Where's your excitement level right now? Because I'm looking forward to the Moreno Figueredo fight because the way the first couple went down, the closer that we get, you know what it's reminding me of? And I know this fight ended up getting canceled, but remember at UFC 200 before, uh, right before the John Jones DC, like when it was supposed to happen, I was like, yeah, I mean, it's going to be cool, but I've seen it before. And now, like right before it happened, again, before it got canceled, I started to get really excited. I'm kind of getting those same feelings. Like, I think this one could be a banger tonight with these big dudes. 
I'm, I'm like, I'm, I'm so giddy. And I, I just like, I, I, cause I feel like with, with France and Gatto, every time we see him, it could be, you know, like you said, iconic when he hits a knockout, like he did against Alistair Overeem. It could be scary. Like what he did to Stipe where Stipe is getting folded up in half. Um, and with God, I'm just excited to see, are the skills up to it? Like, is he up to that level? Like it's, I, I think he's beaten some really quality guys and I think he's shown some good stuff, but like, how good is he going to be? Like what? Like, I think I do think that this is jumping into the deep end and he's had a very nice run. Hasn't really faced that adversity yet. Francis had, and I like that going into championship fights. You know, I'm not Let's a guy who likes next a guy who has pristine Joe Osborne of odd shark right here on the Bet Q on that one.